Welcome to Loving God and Making Money, honey. This is Julaine Smith. And Kyla Alvarez. And Kyla and I are here because we are inspired to help you, our listening audience, to go into the marketplace and do three things. I always say, make, make more, more, save make more, more, and give, give more, more than you ever dreamed mm-hmm. possible. That's right. All to the glory of God. Yes, yes, and yes. In today's podcast, we're actually going to get really, really practical on the making money side of things. And I love being practical. I love being practical. Me too. And I love making money. I mean, nothing wrong with it. And I'm telling you, if you are called by God, uh, uh, you feel like your purpose is to be a business owner, then this podcast is so for you. It's just for you. Yes. Yeah, it is. Because what we're going to talk about today, folks, um, is the answer to this question, are you ready to be a business owner? Are you prepared? Are you called? Are you equipped to be a business owner? Yeah. And that is such a hard reality to own for yourself. I think because Jelaine, I know just so many people who are on the fence, on the fence of just beginning, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and they just don't know how to get to that place. They don't know how to be like, okay, well, How do I take just this idea and make it something? Am I ready to do that? Am I qualified to do it? Am I anointed to do it? Yes. How do I do all those things? So even Uh, practically for my own tribe and community, I think what we have to say today is so important mm. to help um, build people. Because I think a lot of people are asking, especially in this millennial world Mm -hmm. where everyone's wanting to be their own um, employer, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. I think we just need to learn. Yes, and hopefully we can help them to learn in a way that, uh, how, what would I say here, helps them to be really um, not only prepared, but sober-minded, hmm. even about the whole idea of it, okay? So so I'm, I'll get back to what I mean by that in a second, but I just wanted to share something with our listeners, because I, I do believe that we're living in a dispensation as believers, those of us who our followers of Jesus Christ. We're living in a dispensation where Holy Spirit is inspiring many people uh, with ideas that have commercial promise. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a result of that, they're probably going to bed at night and maybe dreaming about the, you know, prospect of being successful in business. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of noodling on the idea. Uh, They may be uh, currently employed, Uh, perhaps working in a job that they feel like they're not being paid at a level that really does support the quality of life they envision to have for themselves. Or they may be um, employed in a position where they really have risen to the top of the corporate ladder. They really have had a lot of success um, in their careers. However, because of this idea that's like just sitting resident in their spirit and their mind, they are thinking about, is it time for me to take that leap and then just jump over into the world of entrepreneurship and leave that quote security unquote of a paycheck every two weeks, you know, because if they're at the top of the food chain in their employment, they probably are making, you know, pretty good money. And so then you got to deal with this issue of, well, should I quit my job? That's, you know, paying for my lifestyle and the way that I want to live to go start a business. I've got all this uncertainty to deal with. Right. Yeah. So we've got these potential two individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them are dealing with the same question. Am I ready to become a business owner? And do I know what I need to know in order to do that? Yes. Right. 
So uh, this is really questions of discernment then, and also practical wisdom. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. And it is a question that um, has some element of fear attached to it. What do you mean by that? Fear of the unknown. Well, yeah. Yeah. So whether you are like able to say, hey, I could quit my job today and go do something totally entrepreneurial and not really need to worry about my lifestyle Mm -hmm. or B, oh, my God, I can't even hardly take care of myself today with the job that I have. There's no way I'm going to consider risking, you know, starting my own company. Both of those situations have rooted in it this underlying element of fear of failure. Hmm. Right. And so one of the things that we do need to confront as we're considering making this decision is, are you ready to fail? Are you willing to risk failure? Ouch. I'm like (laughs) so quiet over here because I'm like, shoot, I don't like asking that because I hate failing. Right. Like, I, I mean, I understand Like, I always hear this phrase, especially among, like, a lot of Silicon Valley, um, you know, Mm -hmm. corporate people. If you're Mm -hmm. going to fail, fail fast. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And just this idea of, like, quickly failing. But you got to kind of go through that process, right? It's kind of like a refining process of, of, like, being willing to fail. But I feel like, one, not everyone has the ability to to fail um, at the same rate. Like some people get backed by the government. Some people have friends in high places that can help get them back up. But for mm-hmm. others, if they fail, I mean, that's it. They live in on the streets, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Tyler Perry lived in his car for uh, some period shoot, of time. That honey. is the okay, truth. That's a real yeah, story. Yeah, that is true. Same All with right? George Clooney. George Clooney was homeless before he got successful Right, too. right. So, so if you are considering starting your own business and you're in either one of those camps Mm -hmm. the fear of failure is going to stare you uh squarely in your face so what do you do with so what are you going to do with that hello hello somebody what do you do with that fear and we're talking to people i hope or our listeners i hope are people of faith yes right and so when you are in a situation where you received an inspiration and you know it's god now i'm not talking about folks you just waking up one morning and you thought you had some good idea Okay, and you're just going to start a business. Okay, so let me just tell a little story. We talked about this a little bit before the podcast started, but I'll just tell you my own story about what uh, can happen if you just decide you wake up one morning and you're going to start a business. And you know God (laughs) doesn't have nothing to do with that idea. It was all self-conceived and centered in its focus. Okay, so back in the day, my husband and I, I I left uh, corporate and I was a stay-at-home mom. And, uh, but I, I had time on my hands and, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I knew I was going to do something entrepreneurial. That wasn't a question. I knew I was going to do something entrepreneurial in my post corporate finance, uh, life. Uh, but did I seek God with regards to what that something should be? Probably not. Oh, no, <laughs> baby. I could figure that out for myself. Right, right. right. So I did. Yeah. And my girlfriend was um, a caterer at the time, and she wanted to start a business, and she wanted to open up a restaurant. Mm. 
And so when she was telling me about her idea and I was like, oh, my God, I'm a foodie. I love food and I want to start a business. I want to be a business owner. And um, so I came home and I told my husband, I said, you know, my uh, girlfriend, she wants to start a business and it's a restaurant. And, you know, I love food and being eating good food. Right. Yeah. I said, we should help her. We should you know, she's raising money. So we should uh, invest, right? Right. And so um, he thought, oh, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> he, was, he was all into it. So anyway, long story short, we decided to invest in this restaurant. And I thought in my mind when I made the decision, oh, you know what, Lord, I'm not going to actually be involved with running the restaurant. I'm just going to show up, you know, have a seat at, at the bar or whatever mm-hmm. and, you know, be like able to just chill out and, you know, have a have a meal every once in a while. But I'm not going to be involved with running the restaurant, right? I'm just going to give her As some capital. Oh. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to be a silent, <laughs> passive investor. Mm-hmm. Just write the check and you take care of running everything. Uh, a chef. You're exp- uh, you, you thought a chef would be doing that? Listen, I had <laughs> no restaurant experience. I had never worked in a restaurant. I didn't know anything about back of the the room, uh, kitchen uh, oh, operations, no front delay. of the house, none of it. This and is yet, grieving my heart oh, already. <laughs> but I put my money in it. Oh, and so Jesus. it wasn't like two, three months in where I started observing what was going on in the uh, in the restaurant when I would show up and I was like, oh, my God, she needs help. So, you know, I'm the kind of personality mm-hmm. you see avoid, lean in, feel it. Yeah. And I'm not working, so I mean, you know, I had time, so I started working in the restaurant. And Wait, what do you oh, mean you were working God. in the restaurant? Me with my introvert, situational ex- extrovert self uh-huh. was at the front of the house, being Stop the host. It. Yes, oh, being Jesus. working as the hostess. I, I wish you all could see oh me rolling my eyes Working right as now, the like... wait staff. Why? <laughs> Out of necessity, and I was making everybody nervous and anxious. The whole thing. I. I'll tell you well, one yeah, thing. Yeah, they're all working for you too. Yes, yeah. Four years. For oh. four years, wow. I suffered through being a business owner of a company <laughs> and a industry that I found out. First of all, I like to eat food, but I don't want to be in the kitchen making mm-hmm. it. Okay. And secondly, I don't really like people that much. All right. I mean, in the <laughs> hospitality industry, you that better not, not be an introvert set. and situational yeah. extrovert. You better be a person who just naturally leans into situations of hospitality, et cetera. So I yeah. learned a lot about myself. But the biggest lesson, and the good news is, folks, at the end of the day, we were able to sell the restaurant, thank you, Jesus, and get out of it after four years. But four years was a long time, and it was a painful learning experience because I think after the first six months or so, it wasn't fun. Yeah. But we hung in there for about four years, sold it. And in my look back, this is what I learned. Hmm. When you decide you want to start a business, you should seek understanding Mm -hmm. based upon your identity and relationship with Christ as to what business am I going to go into? Totally. Totally. Don't separate your relationship with God from a decision about what company you're going to start mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Bad, bad, because, bad Because move. open doors will always come, especially always. when you start becoming more and more, quote unquote, successful. Yes. More people will present more opportunities. Yes. So you got to kind of learn how to navigate those things. You do. Narrow it down. Yeah. Do you know, you can go into business doing just about anything you want. I mean, we have a, a very viable marketplace here. There are a lot of opportunities to start companies, right? Yeah. But 
they're not all your opportunity. That's right. They're not all your responsibility in terms of response to your ability that God has given to you. Yeah. And you want to be a good steward of that ability, your gifting. And the best way to steward your ability and your gifting is to use your time and invest your resources in fulfilling the purposes that God had planned in advance for you to walk in. Ephesians 2 and 20. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works he planned in advance for us to walk in. Mm -hmm. So when you're answering the question, are you prepared or ready to become a business owner? That answer should be, or even, sorry, that question should be something you're asking because you believe God has called you to that. Yeah. And then you want to make sure that you're focusing your attention in the areas that are going to tap into your life's purpose. Yes. Don't just go out there and start anything. So anyway, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, um, Kyla, about I believe the Holy Spirit is giving people ideas Mm -hmm. and they are inspired by their relationship with God. And these ideas have commercial promise. And therefore, it's almost like incumbent upon us to respond right and if it is a business idea then the question becomes are you prepared is it the right time because god makes everything perfect in his His timing so just because you have the idea today doesn't necessarily mean it's the right time yeah right so you have to make sure you don't want to do things prematurely you don't want to do things prematurely right so we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. some some things that you should ask yourself as you're considering the answer to the question, is this the right time? Is this the right business? Am I prepared? Right? So real talk about Mm -hmm. business ownership. I'm going to, I'm going to do for our listeners what I wish somebody would have done for me back in 03 before we got into this restaurant business. Right. (laughs) Okay. So here's, here is the real talk. Working for yourself isn't another job. It's actually a way of life. Okay, so what do I mean by that? You know how when you work for somebody, what do you do? You get up in the morning, you go in, maybe Mm -hmm. you get there at nine o'clock, you go home, maybe at five. If you have a kind of job where you can turn it off at the end of the day, Uh, right? Yeah. It's like your mind is like, okay, now I shift from work to home. Mm-hmm. You know, or you don't have to bring your work home with you. And I realize I'm talking to a segment of the employment population because yes. there are people who carry their jobs 24 seven. Yeah. Right? Okay. We grew we very heartbreaking that. in another podcast for another yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? If you own your business, you're doing that 24 seven. Yes. I promise you it is a lifestyle. You you are not going to find yourself in a situation where the uh, clock strikes five. It's true. And you say, oh, okay, I am But how do you create boundaries for that, though? Like, you, as someone who feels called to start a business, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone talks about the hustle, right? Mm-hmm. When you start a business, there is, is a, a practical hustle. hustle you need to Absolutely. go through. So, I mean, how do you... How do we balance that, though, knowing that this is a season to hustle versus a season to find balance in our life? So good question. I think it is back to timing. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to devote your life Mm -hmm. to the launch and the building of your company? Which comes back to praying and discerning. 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. You have to be prepared. You have to understand that when you make that leap, when you're going to start your business, that it's not going to be something that you're going to be able to um, like just like turn off at a certain time of the day. You will be thinking about how to proceed. I always call it pulling the wagon up the hill. You'll be you'll be thinking about ways creatively um, to pull your wagon up the hill, no matter, you know, whether it's a launch of a company or building of a business and trying to get through breakthrough in a certain level level of revenues, you're always going to be thinking about how can I do things better? What are the next steps that I can take? Now, I do think that you should always have a time of every single morning where you are before God in prayer, you are presenting your questions and your ideas uh, to the Lord. So you have a process of discipline and prayer. That's extremely important um, because God will help you to filter through some of the questions that you're asking yourself. But the point of this uh, particular uh, reality that I wanted to leave with our listeners is that it's very different. It's a mind shift. Mm -hmm. When you become a business owner, there is a shift in mentality that takes you out of that employee mindset into business owner mindset and your lifestyle, as far as your business is concerned and your family and all the other elements of life, they begin to kind of converge with each other. So would you say in some aspects that this is almost starting a business is when you're doing it really in the will of God, you're kind of manifesting, uh, a part of yourself. Exactly. So it's, you, yes you can't separate yes. it, right? Cause you're, you what you're developing is, is really a tangible essence of who of you who are. You so, are. cause you're birthing it. You're you the one who has to it. carry it and grow it and yes. all of that. And so that is I, so yes. different from being an employee. Yes. Even if you're doing work that you love, you know, when you're the employee, uh, you are not going to have that same, uh, mental mindset towards the objectives of the business, the mm -hmm. purpose of the organization, the mission of the organization that you would have as the owner. It Here's really is another a shift. question though. Mm -hmm. Say you are an employee mm -hmm. and you do have that burden for a company and you see those things and it haunts you and it's all you do is think about it and want to grow it. Do you think that could be an indicator of someone who feels called to actually lead a business like that then rather than just be an employee? That's a good question, because if you do have that burden, like you think like an owner, you um, I would say that I would guess that you might be in a situation where your relationship with your employer is one where you're compensated as an owner, because Otherwise, I, I don't know what would cause you to have that. When I'm talking top of the level food chain mindset that says that the mission of this company and the fulfillment of that mission is is almost like I was considered like burdensome, use your yeah. word. Um, but I think that if you are compensated as an owner, if you have stock in the company, if you have a uh, compensation that's, that's grounded in performance, it does shift your mindset mm -hmm. to more of an owner. Um, so it may or may not be an indicator that you are called yourself mm -hmm. to be an owner. Um, but it could be, um, it could be that you are so invested in the company that the way that you're compensated triggers that behavior. Yeah. But even with that, it's very different from the CEO founder who has to launch a company 
or run a business oh, and is true. responsible for payroll. Let's yeah. say you have employees and you need to make payroll every two weeks or you have um, risk uh, capital, mm-hmm. your retirement. It's just a different or, kind of uh, yeah, or your savings in a way that feels very different. Yeah, it's, that's very, it very true. It really that's does feel true. different um, than even the scenario you described. But I do know that compensation structures can motivate employees to think like owners, and yeah. it's usually when the compensation is connected to performance. You know, mm-hmm. like cash flow generation or stock price. Right. But even in that regard, it's a very different mindset from someone who has risked their life savings or their retirement or, um, uh, you know, just everything that they have on a business idea. And now the burden is on them to make sure that, let's say they've hired employees, they got to pay payroll and things like that. That level of, of responsibility is is different. Yeah, it's really it's really different. So anyway, I think the reality in terms of real talk is just knowing that there is a mental shift that will happen um, when you become owner that typically people don't have when they are. Which I think actually kind of leads to your second point, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The willingness to make sacrifices. Yes. Yes. Talk more about that one for us. Yes. So, oh my goodness. So not only is there a fiscal or financial sacrifice, right, that you have to make as owner, but there is a sacrifice of time. Mm -hmm. And this is where if you're single, I think sometimes this one is a little bit easier to uh, manage in terms of your time because you don't have... Have yes, it is. a spouse or maybe you don't <laughs> have children. children right yeah. and so you don't have other encumbrances that would cause you to turn your attention yeah. to uh other things but the sacrifice piece of it is not it's it's the time and the attention because you're invested in that it's also delayed gratification mm-hmm. because you're sacrificing um you know your fulfillment today in terms of how you might be able to spend your time or your money in order to be uh, gratified later when you see your baby, your new company is viable and it's thriving. It's and true. I've spoken to some really successful business owners and asked them the question, you know, how long did you have to sacrifice before your company began to generate the the cash flow, yeah. right? Where you can now, because I, I mean, they are very successful, where you can now afford to take those vacations or spend time with your family like maybe you would always have wanted to do. And I'll tell you, um, I was a little surprised when they when they said to me it could have been anywhere from seven to eight, nine, ten years mm-hmm. before the company began to really produce uh, results that enabled them as CEO founder to kind of live that lifestyle that sometimes we see paraded in front of us and, and, you know, social media or television, you know, kind totally. of this, this lifestyle of, I own, I, you know, I'm in control of my life. I'm, I, yeah. I'm my own person. I, Which is you know, an issue in and of itself. Yeah. And it kind of, you see the end game and you think, oh my God, I want that. Mm-hmm. But you don't see the sacrifice. Totally. You don't see the sacrifice. And so there is a period of time where it doesn't look like the end game. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like, um, you know, doing without and going without and and not being able to spend as much time with your family as you may want or 
um, you know, having the income that you may may want to be able to, you know, spend on things. There there is a there is a period of time where I like to think of it as you're sowing. You're 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 putting you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your company, um, but the harvest is delayed. Totally. And you've got to be able to persevere through those times. You've yeah. got to be able to well, push through. I know this firsthand. I mean, yeah. right? Like, so, because my husband's looking at doing that right mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, my husband's actually here in the studio yeah, with us. He is. He's a, yes, he's a producer. He's a boss. Yes. Um, of course, I'm so biased, but I think he is. And other people tell me he is. So yes. I feel okay saying that. Yes. But, um, you know, he's looking at navigating that I just came out of, you know, pretty much almost 10 years of higher education. Mm -hmm. And uh, practically, you know, we're having to look at the sacrifice. And I think what you named is so important for maybe some of our listeners is, you know, our sacrifice looks very unique. And in that we are only five years married, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, neither of us, really have a are generating an income at the moment right Mm -hmm, post school mm -hmm. transitioning we also have an infant yeah and so but this is what we do have we have the voice of God and we have the confidence of God, which is so different because yes. you already kind of see the that grace manifesting itself in this mm-hmm. season. And mm-hmm. there's a natural different kind of confidence that you have in a season of building a business when you have the, the, the presence of God with you. Yes. And so, uh, you know, to some people that looks like recklessness, right? But mm-hmm. other people that mm-hmm. I think that's what we're naming, right? Yes. Is that being willing to make sacrifices and that's why you had to really discern for yourself, okay, God, what are you calling me to and what does it look like? We see this all throughout scripture, right? It always costs you something. It costs you something. And can I add to what you have um, that helps you to be able to go through, I love your word, the recklessness of it all? Yeah. <laughs> is vision. Uh, absolutely. I tell you, it is so important to have an understanding of where you're headed what the end game that you have conceived in your mind Mm -hmm. with regards to your company or your life, what it looks like. That is what fuels the fire of being able to um, uh, endure the sacrifice. Absolutely. The period of time where you're willing to delay your gratification and you're willing to say, okay, I know I can't have everything that maybe a a paying job might bring me today, Mm -hmm. right? Or I know I can't, you know, even, you know, have the time that I maybe want with my family immediately right now today. But my vision and what I'm building is such that that day will come. And so I'm pressing through. I am um, not going to grow weary in well-doing. I know hope deferred makes my heart sick, but you know what? Hope does not disappoint. And God has given me a vision. He's given me a word. He's given me a, a, a rock of confidence to stand on that is in Christ Jesus. And I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to push through this, this season of sacrifice because there's a great harvest Amen. at the end. Amen. And that is what helps us to keep going. Yes, you know? it does. I mean, I just think about my education, right? Like, yeah. I knew 
I knew from the get-go what I was called to. Yes. And I had to make the what the long-term investment. Exactly. This is a practical sacrifice. Exactly. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I worked for a great company, had a corner office downtown mm-hmm. Bellevue, mm-hmm. was on a great track for big, big future and commercial real estate. I had the ends of ends. And what did God tell me to do? He said, lay it down because I have this yeah, for you. And right. and that is part of the sacrifice. It I could have been somewhere very different financially and practically. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'd rather be in the will of God and obeying what we're building as new business owners, as entrepreneurs yes. now, rather yes. than be in a safe lane and a place I was never called to. Yes. So the whole idea... Uh, I know we're going to be wrapping this up for this episode, but we're going to continue this conversation, folks. But the whole idea of business ownership and the thing that I want to leave with you uh, in this particular podcast, it's not an overnight quick solution or uh, harvest uh, when you start a Mm -hmm. business. And, And I want to say that because I see a lot on social media, um, uh, and hear a lot about different kinds of businesses that you can start where there's all this hype yeah. that, The you Instagram know, famous people, the overnight yeah, success. It's like, you yeah. know, just if you follow and do what I did, you know, you could be in six figures in six months and then you get the fine print and it says, these results may not be typical. You know, don't, <laughs> you, in other words, don't you expect to do it? Listen, folks, don't allow the hype to cause you to think you can start your, make your decision to become your your boss today. You're going to start your company today. And you think that within six months to a year, you're going to be an, out on your yacht, you know, and just, yeah. you know, popping champagne and like, hey, throwing it back and enjoying, totally. enjoying totally. the fruits of your labor. Totally. It is not reality. Yeah. Reality is that you're going to sacrifice, you're going to work hard, and you're going to build line upon line, precept upon precept, you're laying a foundation, and then you are going to eventually reap if you don't give up. But don't get discouraged if you don't see these fast turnaround results that sometimes, you know, people hype you up on when they're trying to get you to buy their products or take their course or whatever they may be trying to sell. Yeah. Business is work. It's a long-term and it investment. Takes, it's a long-term investment and you have to be ready to go for it in the long haul. So anyway, I know that uh, we are just beginning to unpack this, but it is going to help, I think, our listeners to answer the question are you ready to become a business owner this is real talk about what it means and so kyla and i will be back with you next week we're going to continue to to address this because the whole idea of making money requires that you understand what you are getting into when you say i want to be a boss babe i want to be a business owner i want to be an entrepreneur and i've got a great idea and i Thank God that he is inspiring us with great ideas, Kyla. I think that's awesome. I know. But we're going to be real about how we pursue it. So anything else you want to leave with the folks before we uh, wrap this one up today? Yeah, I just would encourage people like we're in a journey together and we're all in a process. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't get discouraged by the fact that you might be in a different part of this, this, you know, this pathway, but... But that's okay because by answering the questions, by knowing the questions, you're already on a path towards success. Man, everybody's in a different place, folks. We're not all in the same place at the same time. Amen. Okay. All right. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This is Loving God and Making Money, honey. And we're doing this thing to the glory of God. We'll see y'all later, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.